0: Amazon's market cap has gone up by two Zimbabwe's today on this tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools! I am Sean O'Reilly here with Dylan Lewis. How are you today, sir? Doing all right. Not quite as well as Amazon's doing today. No, no, I don't think anybody is. Um, Boy, it'd be nice to be Jeff Bezos, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So if you're just joining us, we are here at Full Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia, and. uh, we wanted to talk about Google Fi today and their new cell phone service, but we uh, we pretty much just had to talk about Amazon because of this epic stock price move that they made following yeah. their earnings. Yeah, their earnings kind of forced the issue. So. I <laughs> I'm still like if you saw my tweet, like I'm still processing all of this. Um, and uh real quick just Explaining what I said initially, uh, last year Zimbabwe's GDP was twelve point eight billion dollars, and uh, Amazon's stock market capitalization just went up by twenty seven billion. So, you might say that Google or uh, Amazon just went up by more than two Zimbabwe's.
1: Yeah, and looking at the market reaction, it's uh, about a fifteen percent bump from where they were pre-earnings. Had you told me that this would happen, I would have said you were nuts. Yeah. Like
0: I just would not. Have, I just there's no way. Uh, anyway, so Dylan, what was so great about their earnings?
1: So, uh, for the first time, Amazon broke out the financial results from AWS, uh, Amazon Web Services. Um, whoa, 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 Amazon told us <laughs> what comprised their results? Well, some of their results. There's... That alone is worth the stock price move. That's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, they've been notoriously opaque in the past, but. Uh, it's, and so, this business segment's been around since 2006, and uh, this is the first time that they've broken it out. And they provided um, backtrack data, I think, to Q1 2014. So, some insight into the business segment. Um, and just some background, AWS is uh, it's web services, uh, remote computing services that make up Amazon's cloud computing platform. And generally, just like a suite of products that are marketed as a service to provide quick, cheap, uh, large computing capacity to a uh, client company, instead of uh, building out their own server farm. So, Did you know I'm an AWS customer? Uh, you know, you mentioned it, uh, you mentioned it a couple days ago.
0: I, uh, I use it to store the thousands upon thousands of photos that uh, we have of my 15-month-old son. <laughs> <laughs> it's really handy. We've got the Amazon Photo app on our iPhones, and we just open it, and it automatically uploads all the photos that are new, mm-hmm. that it hasn't uploaded already. It automatically does it whenever on Wi-Fi, and it's quite handy. Uh,
1: according to the market, that's where the money is. Is it? it I I gave storing them, uh, pictures of their kids. I gave them my yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: I gave them my twenty dollars for twenty gigs, and we've got a crap ton of videos, and that's what it is. So yeah, uh, I I originally got it. They give you I'm an Amazon Prime customer as well, and they give you unlimited photo storage as part of that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I realized that my phone was full of videos of my son laughing, and I was like, shoot, I should probably delete some of these, but I didn't want to delete them because of my first child, so I gave Amazon 20 of my dollars to store them for me. Yeah. Well, they're happy for that, I think. Yeah. So, um, is ADOBS profitable? I think that's what we all want to know.
1: Yeah, we're getting there. So, okay. <laughs> um yeah, it is. And a lot of people were speculating about that. They weren't sure. Um, You know, so, being in operation for now nine years, um, you know, not really sure what it's contributing. Uh, people were aware of its market share, so uh, they are the largest in the space right now. They have about a 30-
0: They're uh, Sorry to interrupt, they're multiples
1: bigger than the next person, right? Yeah, they have a 30% market share uh, worldwide in cloud infrastructure services. Uh, next closest, Microsoft, uh, with about 10%, 11%. Uh, you know, typical players uh, for tech, it's still in the space, IBM, Google, trailing. But um, So, they're the largest player, but the big question was, like, you know, this is a very capex-intensive business segment. Bunch to be of in. servers, basically. Yeah, uh, like they're providing all the infrastructure and making it easy for you to plug and play, basically. And uh, and they're beating Microsoft and Google. Like that alone is cool. <laughs> they're not. Anyway. They're not just beating them. They're crushing. Them. Yeah. Um, and so, looking at the results, uh, they had about 1.5 billion in uh, net sales coming through the segment. Um, good, for the quarter. Yeah. Yeah, for the quarter, and uh, good for segment operating income of about 260 million. Um, and so, you know, people are really happy to get the insight and the clarity from Amazon. Um, I think there's some caveats that we need to look at with this. So, uh, you look at their net sales by segment and the way they break things out now: um, North America, International, and AWS. Uh, North America had 13.4 billion in sales. International 17 uh, 7.7 billion. So, AWS is 7% of net sales, and that drove a 27 billion dollar stock price move. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah. And the the big news I think that people are really interested in is um, it's something that is growing and it's high margin. So the North America segment operates at like a 3.5 percent operating margin. Um, international operates at a loss, uh, but AWS is around 17%. Boom. Um, yeah, and that's what it was this past quarter. Historically, it's fluctuated between 8 and 23 percent. So I think seventeen seventeen percent is probably pretty reasonable to expect moving forward.
0: Yeah. Does uh, Does Amazon sell books still? Yeah, they do. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, I just I booked uh, a vacation actually on Amazon the other day. Amazon to the travel northeast. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm kidding. But. <laughs> <laughs> but you can now. They announced. You that. can. Yeah. They got like, <laughs> book a vacation at a bed and breakfast in the northeast. Like,
1: okay, Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so I think a lot of the excitement with the stock push recently uh, has been related to uh, you know some of the comments that management's made. So Jeff Bezos estimated that AWS is a five billion dollar business and still growing. Uh, So if you look at the operating margin uh, at seventeen percent, that puts it at about eight hundred million in operating income a few years out. um, You know, based on his five billion sticker figure. Um, So I mean, there's some potential there, but the reality is. The North America international segments, which operate with media, you know, like and and devices, like they are still their bread and butter and going to make up the majority of their revenue mix. Unbelievable! Who would
0: have thought? Because of course, one of Motley Fool co-founders, David Gardner, has been holding Amazon since I don't know late '90s happily. Happily, (laughs) I'm sure he's very happy today. But uh, who would have thought it'd be like, oh yeah, we're doing this cloud services stuff where they'll store stuff for everybody and make a ton of money on it? Tony, like, who would have thought? Yeah. So, anyway, on to the other big tech news of the week, which happens to be Google's new cell phone service. Because why not? Why not? (laughs) (laughs) We've got Fiverr, we've got a search engine. Why not have a cell phone service? Um, And really, it's not, you know, like you're not going to be able to go to the mall and go to the Google cell phone store or anything. They are what is considered a. kind of a third-party kind of a cell phone service, but uh, it's called Google Fi. They just busted it out, and uh, what's really making the splash is their pr- pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they're basically made deals to pay Sprint and T-Mobile for use of their networks, and uh, the phone, which is on the plan, which we'll get to that in a minute, yeah. uh, switches to whichever network is best wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a flat 20 bucks per line, and a $10 per gig of data, and the best part about this, when everybody's talking about is you get a credit the next month for any data you don't use. Mm-hmm. So, if you pay for 3 gigs of data, which is $30, $10 per gig, and you only use half of that, you'll get 15 bucks the next month.
1: Yeah, and I know most people don't come near their data caps with their right. cell phone service, so right. I, I'm sure a lot of people are happy about that. Uh, but it seems like there are some limitations with Project Fi.
0: There are. It's sad. <laughs> um, the first one, and this is what really bugs me, is you have to use the Nexus Six phone as manufactured by Motorola, which Google bought a bunch of a couple of years ago. I like my iPhone right now. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of loyal Amazon Fire Phone customers that are sad. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, it's <laughs> you're tethered to the Nexus Six, and that's that's restrictive. That's yeah. not. Yeah, I I don't even know what their market share is, but it's not high. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> we're not knocking anybody, we're just calling it like we see it. Um that being said, I mean, it is what it is. Um it's still being billed as project file. Like if you go to Google's website and type in Fi, like it's not an actual business line the same way that Fiber isn't a real business right now, but it's actually huge. But anyway, um, so still being s- built as a side project, so no iPhones, sorry. Um, the other thing is it's not of v- It's available in limited areas. Um, that being said, I looked at the map, and it's available in pretty much every major metro area. So sorry, Montana. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, it's not as cheap as we were hoping, and they don't really do the plan thing just yet. Um, a single person can go over to T-Mobile right now and get, you know, one gig of four G uh, LTE data plus unlimited talking text for fifty bucks. That's obviously more than the thirty dollars that an individual person could do by, you know, just going with Google Fi. The trick with that is, like, if you're uh, a couple or you have a family or something like that, um, you can't share data. As mm-hmm. of yet, my wife and I—we do not use a ton of data. We're on Wi-Fi all the time. Right. Um, we would be paying for an extra gig of data—that extra ten bucks—that we don't actually need. So mm. it's still—it's still a project, it's still in its infancy. I don't know if it's going to be huge yet. I don't know if they're just doing it to further ingrain uh,
1: their search engine in the increasingly mobile world that we live in. But yeah, mm-hmm. another limitation, as I understand uh, the project right now, is that there's no contract model, and so there's no hardware subsidy. Right, so you're paying like six hundred bucks, right, for that Nexus phone. You are, and it's that's kind of where the industry's going. The
0: people that really broke the ground on this was T-Mobile, and I experienced this for the first time when I left. There, uh, I'll just throw that out there. I left Verizon to go to T-Mobile, and uh, they do allow you to. They basically spread the cost of the phone over two years, but Mm -hmm. if I were to leave T-Mobile and go to Google Fi, I would immediately owe them like $700 for the iPhone that I got. Yeah, you're still on the hook for it. Right. So it's, I like Google Fi for what it is forcing the industry to do, which is getting away from the subsidies and the contracts and the blah, 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 because if you go to at t Verizon, Sprint, I mean, they want you on a contract because that's just... That's how they want them to know that they're gonna make their money. In T Mobile, they don't. They, I'm on a month-to-month thing, and just probably you know keep rolling with it. Oh, they love the two-year contracts.
1: It, yeah, because they know people just re-up and don't even think about it. You're
0: paying for the coverage. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: something that I thought was pretty cool with the Project Fi is uh, how seamless uh, it's looking to be across device. And uh, you know, I think the name of the game here is accessing across multiple compatible devices. Uh, So I think anything that's friendly with Google Hangouts uh, allows allows you to access your phone number. Oh, boy. So, yeah. I mean, like it's very similar, I think, to what Apple's done with their Mac, iPad, iPhone integration. Um, And, you know, I think I I love that personally as someone that's very deep in Apple's ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, And I'm sure Android users, you know, there's some appeal there if they can... Yeah. You're seeing yeah. this; these companies are trying to, and it brings us back
0: around to Amazon. They're trying to have a broad array of services that makes them like an ecosystem. Yeah, um, and it's probably why Google's doing the fiber and the phones, and they bought like why do they buy mobile? You're, uh, why did they buy part of Motorola? And this is just part of their long term plan. Um, and bring it back around to you know find the history and everything um i didn't know this at the time but apparently google has been on our side the whole time with cell phone services um is you know we're obviously in 2015 but this actually started way back in 2008 um, when google wrote out a set of provisions at an fcc auction on how they uh, wanted wireless spectrum in the 700 megahertz bands to go, you know, basically they want an openness and wanting open applications, devices, services, and everything. And I remember back then, and then only recently, um, a Verizon phone could not work on AT&T. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like, they were, they were locked, even yeah. your iPhone 4S, I, it's Verizon, you have to... It's a huge hassle, but now with the iPhone six, you can actually go over to T Mobile or Verizon or Sprint or whatever, and it's it wasn't always that way. And part apparently Google
1: was one of the reasons for this change. Yeah, and I guess you can see the four planning there with them meshing two service providers together. Right. Yeah. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty brilliant. Yeah.
0: So that's the, the that's kind of cool. I mean, I can't imagine too many areas where Sprint's vastly superior in terms of network quality than T Mobile, but it's kind of cool that it switches between
1: the two. So long as it functions as it's supposed to. You right. know, anytime you have something that's patching together coverage, uh, there's always that possibility they, of things just going haywire. They claim that the Nexus
0: 6 is the only phone that's able to do this, and the hardware and the software and everything. So, I don't know, maybe we just go buy one and then <laughs> like make it a burner phone or something. <laughs> you can do that. Um, so, what, what's your takeaway here with Project Fi? Given the you have to use a Nexus Six. I probably won't be running to try fine anytime soon. But they, if they ever allowed the iPhone Six or maybe the, like the iPhone Seven in a year or two or something, that would then have the hardware capabilities to switch between networks. I would, I would do it. It'd be cool, even if we were overpaying a little bit for the data. The fact that you're using the credits, and I mean, we we went over one month. I mean, it's not like we're saints or anything with our data usage. Um, I I would do it. Yeah.
1: Do you think that this is kind of similar to what uh, fiber is forcing with? Uh, you know wireless providers
0: that's the real benefit to this because if you even if you never get on fi long term this will force the major carriers to take even a further step in the direction of and this was kind of started by t-mobile as i mentioned no contracts not being jerks
1: with data data charges all that yeah because i mean you're seeing that with the cities that google fiber is going to right like all the providers in those areas are getting drastically cheaper just in
0: that city where fiber is and it's hilarious
1: yeah, so maybe uh, Google forces everyone else to become a good actor. One can only hope. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good. Well, before we go, I wanted to make our listeners aware of a special offer for all of our industry-focused listeners. If you're looking more fo- uh, for more foolish stock ideas, Stock Advisor might just be the service for you. It is our flagship newsletter, started by over ten years ago by Motley Fool co-founders Tom and David Gardner. We're offering the lowest price out there for our industry-focused listeners. It is ninety-eight dollars for a two-year subscription you'll get two great stock recommendations every single month with insight from our team of analysts. Just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of this deal. Once again, that is focus.fool.com. And as always, people on this program may have interests in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!